0: Aloha and welcome back to the channel, I'm Mikhail Casanova and today I want to talk about 10 things that you should do when you first get your Steam Deck that will help you out tremendously. Also this will be a bit of a reminder for anyone who already has a Steam Deck and may have forgotten these tips. But before we dive into this video, if you enjoy the content I put out from tutorials, reviews, impressions, podcasts, and so much more, then make sure you sub to the channel ding the notification bell, that way you stay up to date on all the content I put out. And also follow me on social media over on Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, wherever. I'm everywhere. So, with all that being said, switch over to the other screen and let's go ahead and talk about the 10 things you should do with your Steam Deck when you get it, and also things you should remember in case you have forgotten. Okay, so one of the first things I want to talk about is storage. And that's something that a lot of us tend to forget. And when I say storage, it's twofold. One, I'm talking about your internal storage, and two, I'm also mentioning if you've You haven't gotten a micro SD card. You should probably go and get a micro SD card really, really important. But one of the things about that is when it comes to storage is I'm talking about managing storage. So you're going to want to press the steam button. You want to go down to settings and then you want to go and scroll all the way down until you get to storage now as you can see here i can go ahead i need to just move my icon out of the way i'll move myself here so you got two sections you've got internal drive you've also got micro sd card now wherever you see this star next to the drive that means that's where everything is going to default install to now for right now because i've been filling up my micro sd card with games and emulators and such uh, I have everything going to my internal drive. But say you've got a 64 gig Steam Deck, or you've got 256 gig, or you've got a 512 like I do, and you want to utilize your micro SD card and have your games and stuff stored there you know, this is also includes like your shaders and everything like that. So if you want to set one or the other to be the primary location, just go to wherever the star is not located. So in this case, it would be the micro SD card and then you just press X. So as soon as you press X, that's going to make that the default location for where all your installs are going to go. But that's something you should definitely check out because you know, You just don't want to run out of space it's really easy to especially between games updates and shaders very easy to run out of space the next thing i want to talk about is none other than the shortcut guide because i think that's something that a lot of new Steam Deck owners definitely should utilize and one that I think a lot of us who are like old heads who've had it for a while have probably forgotten about. The easiest way to pull up the shortcut guide is either to long press either the Steam button or the quick access menu button. And the quick access menu button is the buttons on the lower right hand with the three dots. So if you hold either down do a long press then you'll pull up your shortcut guide. And as you can see here, it gives you all the information you need to know. So if you ever need to force shut down a game, say you're running an emulator, or if you're in a game that just refuses to, you know, quit and just lags, you know, most times we'll have to like force, you know, like just hard, do a hard reset. But instead of doing that, the first thing you should probably do would be holding down the steam button and also holding down B to try and do a force game shutdown. Other things you can do with this is, Uh, Steam and X so you can pull up your keyboard, which is something I'm going to dive into later on. You can talk along your magnifier. You can take screenshots. You can do right and left mouse clicks. There's so many different things you can do by holding down the Steam button and any of the uh, hotkey items that go with it to make an action happen. And like I said, you can do it with either one. So I did it initially with the Steam button. You can do it with the quick access menu button and it pulls up the same information. So that's something I think a lot of people may have forgotten, and a lot of new Steam Deck owners could definitely benefit from. Next thing I wanna talk about is controller layout because that's something that's really important. So say you're in a game and you want to uh, change your layout or you wanna modify your buttons or anything like that. So the first thing you wanna do is you wanna press the Steam button and then you wanna go over to controller settings. So when you're here in controller settings, It basically has everything mapped out, you know, is also for player controls and mini controls, but you can also dive down further and go to controller settings. And when you go into controller settings, you can view the different layouts. Now, let me go ahead and move my camera again. That way we can see everything it has. Now you've got the default layout for the game that I'm playing right now, which is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Revenge, but you can also change out the different layouts. So if you want, you can look at the layout that's currently available. And you can also go to edit layout. If you want to change things again, let me move my camera and you know, if you want to move, change your buttons, if you want to change your D pad, you want to change your triggers, joysticks, trackpads, pads, gyro, uh, virtual menus, action sets. You can do all that. You can even go to your go to where it says current layout, click on it. And then you can change out the different layouts. That are recommended you can also go over to templates that have been made by valve you know there's various ones you can also go over to community layouts ones that have been made by other steam deck users that may even work better now for me personally for this game i think the default layout is perfectly fine but if you wanted to go and try out some of the community layouts you could easily do so with that now going out of that The couple other things you can do too, you can go down to your quick settings by action set. And if you wanted to, you can enable the back grip buttons. So those are the buttons that you see here on the back of the steam deck. And you can utilize those for various things. So like in this game, I've got L4 set to super attack. L5 is attack. R4 is backflip and R5 is jump. And you can also turn on gyro right trackpad behavior, which you can have it be movement, you can create a mode shift, whatever you want to do. Same thing with gyro. If you want to turn it on, you can. Uh, but for this game, it's not necessary. But these are some of the things that I think are very important when it comes to having your Steam Deck, and a lot of us may have forgotten it, although I, I think this is probably one that's not easily forgotten. But for those who are new to the Steam Deck, this is something you're probably gonna wanna tinker with, especially when you start getting into uh, using older games that may not have the best enabled like controls. If you want to do custom controls, I think definitely community controls are the best ones you wanna use for those type of games, especially older PC games. So I'm gonna go over to store. And you can see me. I got the trackpad moving around here, and that's one of the things too. You can just use your thumb for the trackpad and just move it around, or move your finger, index finger, whichever you personally prefer. And you can maneuver through menus with that. You can also tap it to uh, perform like a click. You can also set up your left trackpad to be like a left click. Another thing too. So say you want to start searching something, and so if you go over to this search button here it'll immediately pull up the on-screen keyboard which you can actually use both the trackpads and just type so you just flow over whatever key and then tap it in if you wanted to or you can just drop the keyboard altogether if you go to the bottom right corner if you want to pull it back up again hold steam and press x and it'll pull it up sometimes just because it's really experimental sometimes it might switch over to the game if you got a game running or it might just pull it up in general it's kind of still finicky But that's something that, you know, you'll get used to over a while. Like, with future updates, they're going to get better. Uh, Another thing I want to talk about that you can also do that a lot of people may not have uh, known is you can also change out your keyboard. So if you go down to keyboard, you can actually change out the type of keyboard that you have. So if you want, you can see, like, there's a default one I can pull up. I've got night shift coded, you know, and there's various ones that you can pull up if you per- personally prefer a different layout for your keypad. So that's something I thought would be, uh, you know, helpful for you guys. The next thing I want to talk about is remote play together, which is something a lot of people may not even be fully even aware of. But if you've got some friends on your Steam library, and if you got a game that supports it, just pull up the quick access menu, which is the three dots, and you can go up to the top. And you can actually create a session, which when you create the session, you can either add a guest If you don't want to add someone to your friend, you can add a friend so I can just click here and I can scroll through whoever, right? Any of my friends I have here. And what I can do once I got them selected, so I've got Superfina selected here, I can click confirm. And then basically it's going to send an invite to them, which they can go ahead and approve and it'll pull them on into the game. Other things you can do is you can assign and edit the controller. So right now the controller order is empty, but you can modify that easily. So this is something that's really cool. Like, especially if you got friends that have it, like for me, a lot of my library, I do share with my wife. And if we want to just play together, then this is something we can just sit next to each other and do so. And it's just, it's. Simple, right? It's <laughs> something that's cool. I think a lot of people are probably gonna enjoy it So if you're one to end it, you can just go ahead and just end the session and then there you go So like games like the Ninja Turtle collection as well as Shredders Revenge and a bunch of other games uh, You know more so the side-scrollers and even games like Castle Crashers and such have that functionality So if you haven't tried it with them should definitely try it with it. It's, it's a lot of fun. So the next thing I want to talk about is utilizing the quick access menu when you're in the games that you're playing, because they offer a couple things. So this and the next topic are going to kind of go hand in hand, but uh, we're going to start off with the quick access menu and talk about the different things you can do with that. We already showed that it allows you to be able to do things like pull up and create, you know, remote play together. But if I were to press it again, there's a couple different things you get to see with that. So you get to see all your notifications. You also can see your friends who's online that you can play with as well as, you know, you can scroll through, you can do a group chat session. You can set up, um, you know, if you want to do chats or direct messages or parties or whatever, uh, other things you can do with it is you've got your quick settings, you've got your performance. And you've got help as well as pulling up the keyboard if you need to. So, we're gonna go over to quick settings. I'm gonna show you a couple of things you can do with this. So, you can adjust your brightness here, your audio for the game, as well as the built in microphone that's on the Steam Deck. You can also set it to airplane mode. You can turn your Wi Fi on and off. You got Bluetooth, night mode, Game Rumble, Steam haptics, as well as automatically scaling the UI for both in the game and when you put it on like a dock. Going into the second topic, which is performance, which is something that is really helpful. So depending on the game you're playing, your battery life can range anywhere from an hour and a half to six or seven hours. It really depends on what you're playing. Now, right now I'm playing Resident Evil 2 remake and right now at 61% of battery life, I've got about an hour and 47 minutes remaining before it, you know, dies off. So if i want to do different things for performance i can actually turn on the performance overlay so if i move this back to the center i can actually click on it and i can turn it on and it'll show you the frame rate that i'm playing at i can see additional informations like gp and cpu percentages i can go further with it and i can keep going further with it like it's pretty crazy what you can do with this and other things if you want to put it in basic view you don't want to see all the stuff below you can you can turn it back on like i don't really utilize the performance overlay just because i don't see a need for it personally i don't like to do benchmarks or anything like that but for those of you who want to do that it is a very useful tool now you can also set per game profile so with resident evil or any other game i'm playing say i want to uh, set it to where it does specific things and I can have it with certain settings, which will improve the battery life. So I can change things like a frame rate I can set the frame rate limit to off, which allows me to just leave the frame rate uncapped. It'll float between anywhere from 30 to, you know, typically 30 to 60 frames per second, or if I want, I can take it down to 40 and leave the refresh rate there. And what it'll do is it'll force the game to run at that 40 frames per second, which helps out the battery. You can also change out things like the half rate shading, thermal powered limit, or TDP, your GPU clock scaling filter. Like there's just so many different things you can do. Uh, if I'm playing and I just want to stay on battery life, I do leave it at 40 frames per second or a refresh rate of 40 frames, which is basically kind of the sweet spot between 30 frames. And 60 it's more fluid than it would be at 30 frames per second. But at the same time, it's also not as smooth as 60 frames per second, which this game can run at portably. So if you're looking to get a little bit more battery out of it, then that is something that you can do to increase your battery life overall. The next thing I want to talk about is how to fix Wi-Fi, because there are going to be times where you're going to run into issues with the Wi-Fi. It may drop here and there. And I've done a tutorial on that, but I'll go ahead and just cover it here. You're going to basically going to go to your settings. So what you're going to need to do here is you're going to need to go down to system. You're going to go over and you're going to enter developer mode. So once you do that, you can actually scroll down. Your settings here, go to developer mode, and you can scroll down further and you can turn off this right here, which is Wi-Fi power management. For some reason, when this is on, and this hasn't been a case for me personally, but for some people, when they have this turned on, which is it's turned on by default, it messes with the Wi-Fi settings. So your Wi-Fi, depending on if you're on 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz, will fluctuate. And sometimes it'll just connect, it will disconnect, and that's just some of the things you just don't want to deal with. So if you turn it off, you're gonna to have to restart your Steam Deck. But uh it should fix your Wi-Fi issues. Some people have said to me that it has helped them, some people have said it hasn't. I know for me personally it has worked, but that's just something I want to share with you guys because it is a quick fix that for more often than not it does work so. There you go. Okay, so this is everything that you can do when you're in game mode. But there's another mode you can dive into that basically opens up the Steam Deck to way more. And the way you do that is you go over to power and you don't shut it off, you don't put it to sleep, you just go down to desktop mode. So you say switch to desktop. Okay, so now that you've made it over here to the desktop mode, You're going to want to do this. Now, this is an application that is really useful that a lot of people, if you're having issues with games that may not run per se, like they should, or it says like it's unsupported more often than not, a lot of games will work. The, you just either need to use experimental for proton when you go to your compatibility, or you need to try a different proton. And since we're talking about protons, that's what I want to talk about because it's this is application here that you should utilize and it's called proton up QT. Now, basically what you want to do is you want to go over to your discover mode and which is kind of like your market. And then when you go there, you're going to go ahead and type in uh, proton, right? And once you're in a proton, you're going to see, it's going to be the first thing that pops up and it's proton QT. Now, this is something you're gonna wanna utilize that allows you to get additional protons that allow you to basically get more games working. So once you get here, you're gonna wanna go ahead and install it. I'm gonna go ahead and launch it. Now, if everything does look tiny here, it's just because I'm running this into a 4K monitor. And you know, that's just part of the issue with the uh, resolution scaling of... (laughs) of the Steam Deck in desktop mode. It's something that Valve is currently working on. But once you get here, what you can do is you can add versions. So you're gonna click on that. And then you're gonna go to compatibility tool, or you're gonna go to GE Proton, and then you can select various Protons. And what I generally say do is install the latest one, And then at least five protons below it, that way you have a higher compatibility chance of getting games to uh, work natively on your Steam Deck. So like if it just goes into this like boot loop, if you try to launch a game and it starts booting and then it kicks you out back to the uh, page of the game, then try this download some uh, protons and then what you're going to want to do is go to compatibility and then try the different protons and that right there will help overall with uh, any issues that you might run into when it comes to like the games and them working or not working Okay. So the last thing you're going to want to do is open up a browser. There's the default browser that comes with it, which is Mozilla Firefox, but you can also install like Chrome edge and various other ones onto your Steam deck. I like, I personally just use Chrome. I know it's a resource hog, like yes, trust me. I know, but it's just, it's, it's what I use, right? So open up a browser. You're going to go and go to the search bar. You're going to click in Mu deck. So emu deck. And when you click on it and basically what you're going to do is you're going to install it. So you're going to scroll down and it's going to give you a, uh, you you can download the app and when you download it and run it, it's basically going to configure everything for like emulation. So if you've got ROMs for any of your retro consoles. This thing is basically going to be setting everything up for you. And it's super simple, super easy to use. I've actually done a whole full tutorial. If you guys want to check it out, it'll pop up in one of these corners and I'll leave a link to it down in the description below, but it is a very powerful tool that allows you to play just about everything. So if I were to close my browser and pull up what it is, Steam ROM manager, which is what you're going to see which is what's going to happen once it's fully installed. And with this setup, you'll be able to select which emulators you want to show pop up within Steam, as well as be able to, you know, use SteamDB to pull down, like if you go to previews, you can pull down, you know, all your artwork for your various ROMs and games that you've installed via EmuDeck. Very powerful tool, very useful, and one that I highly recommend people check out. And those are the 10 tips for this Steam Deck for when you first get it or things you may have forgotten to even do that are really, really, really helpful overall that make you get the most usage out of it. I do have further tutorials to dive into other things like installing, you know, additional third party launchers like Epic Game Store, GOG, Origin, you know, and more as well as how to set things like heroic launcher and, you know, just other various tutorials, especially in you deck, I've got a very in-depth like setup guide on how to do that. So if you're curious about that, make sure you check that out. The link for that will be in the description below. But with that being said, you guys let me know what you think of this video was it helpful is it things that you may have forgotten about that you now remember whatever you think let me know in the comment section below and if you enjoyed this video make sure you like the video sub to the channel if you enjoy the podcast tutorials reviews impressions and more that i do on this channel and also uh if you want to support further we got channel memberships we got patreon and we also got affiliate links so if you need to get any accessories for a steam deck Links for everything is going to be down in the description below. Nothing additional charge to you, but if you purchase, using the links, I get a little bit of a kickback that goes into helping, you know, maintain this channel. So all that being said, I hope to see you guys in the next one. Stay safe, be blessed. And I'll see you around peace.